0: Good morning ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Progressive. Today I want to speak to you a little bit about Rahu, the North Node of the Moon, and Ketu, the South Node of the Moon. As two points which are very predominant in every chart, every birth chart, speaking a little bit about Vedic Astrology here today, which are there in every incarnated human being. So these two points and what do they mean and how can we sort of move past them or have them under a little bit of check because if you don't have these points Rahu and Ketu a little under your conscious check and control and awareness you can pretty much run away in any direction with it because they are illusory points now what do I mean by this well first of all now we are strictly speaking Vedic Astrology here, first of all the points Rahu and Ketu or the north node of the moon or south node of the moon, these are just nodes, these are not real planets, we got to understand the first basics of it, what, the, what are these nodes formed by? Well they are formed by the two intersection points that happen of the orbit of the moon around the earth and the orbit of the earth around the sun. If you take this as two circles, these circles intersect at two points. One is called the north node and one is called the south node. One is Rahu and the other one is Ketu. It's that simple. Now these two nodes, the intersection points of the orbit of the Moon around the earth and sun around earth around the sun are virtual points in space, they do not actually have a physical body to them, but they are virtual intersection points. And in astrological terms, Vedic astrological terms, what does this mean? It means simply that there is no reality to this as it plays out in our life, it just provides a an obsession about things or a detachment from things. Obsession being the Rahu energy and detachment being the Ketu energy. It's like the dualistic play of Maya. Maya or this universe of duality, as it is termed in Vedic texts, is basically a play of Vishnu or the preserver of the universe the deity called Vishnu is responsible for this entire Maya or entire creation. So it's just forms coming in and going out, forms wanting experience and dissolving going back to their source. And they need a particular platform, they need a stage to enact this drama. That is this universe. So this entire universe is held by Vishnu or the preserver of the universe who is responsible for this platform where all experience happens in essence they do not mean anything because it's just a stage created for enacting a drama think of it as stage created for enacting a particular drama you go to the stage you go to the auditorium you see certain players come on stage act and then go back You understand that it's not real. From the soul perspective it is like this. It understands already that none of this is real. So Rahu and Ketu come here and play out as the parts of us that is obsessive about certain things. The part of us that is not wanting attachment or detachment or doesn't care about certain other aspects of our life. Now, because these two are intersection points of circle on a chart they always appear 180 degrees apart that means to say in opposite houses if Rahu appears in the second house Ketu will appear in the eighth house if Rahu appears in the seventh house Ketu will appear in the first house opposite houses essentially that means whatever you are attached to as Rahu appearing in your chart Opposite end or the opposite side of the house, you will feel detached from. If you are feeling, uh, if you are having Rahu, for example, in seventh house and Ketu in the first house, you feel obsessed about having a partner, or partnership, or spouse, or having relationships with the opposite sex, and you will feel detached from yourself or who you are as a sense of self will feel very detached so you will feel your sense in the direction of Rahu you will be detached from the opposite house which is Ketu I'm just giving you a random example here it can go through all the 12 houses right this axis of Rahu and Ketu can revolve around the chart it can go in any direction you can have, for example, Rao in the first house and Ketu in the seventh house, in which case you'll be detached from partnerships and spouses. You don't worry too much about them. Your attention does not go there automatically, but it goes towards obsession about self, narcissistic. You like, I want to have all attention towards myself. So, this is how it plays out in our charts. But I want to take you here more into the deeper Vedic astrology and Vedic aspects of this essentially Rahu means the mind the head part of your body everything that is in the head in the face in the brain the head everything neck and above is Rahu everything below the neck and all the body is Ketu even in uh, if you go through the mythology of Rahu and Ketu it is very clearly mentioned that um, Rahu is the head and Ketu is the body and Vishnu is the one who separated both of them so that's how it plays out in our life these are hints from mythology that we can see in real terms how it plays out so Rahu becomes the energy in your head what is your brain or mind occupied with most of the time is Rahu What you do not see and what you do not give any credence to and what you are least concerned about is everything below the neck or ketu. Most people are detached from their bodies. Most people do not really bother about what is neck down, everything from neck down. This is another interesting aspect to notice. They don't really bother about what's below the neck other than looking in the mirror and saying I'm fat, I'm thin or ugly or I've got these scars and etc etc but that doesn't mean that on a day-to-day on a moment-to-moment basis you are really your conscious energy is going anywhere below the neck it is always stuck in the head everybody is pretty much stuck in the neck above they're obsessed about their face about their mind about what they think their brilliance is or talents are etc etc that's the Rahu energy we are speaking of And looking at charts and various divisional charts, divisional charts will give you even where Rahu Ketu goes, let's say in terms of your career, in terms of your relationships, money, jobs, studies, etc., etc., different areas of life. This is where Rahu Ketu keeps shifting the axis and that's where you can go deep dive into where these obsessions and compulsions are playing out in your life. But it is one thing to know some knowledge and another thing to embody that knowledge and say, okay, how can I get past this? So here we are talking about how can we simply start to explore the possible ways in which to be neutralizing this opposing forces of Rahu and Ketu. They are essentially opposing forces if you look at it. One wants to drive towards the head and obsessive desires, obsessive uh, compulsions of what i want to achieve fame or i want to achieve this much amount of money in the bank account or i want this popularity or i want to have this kind of a relationships or money a job or anything one goes in that direction which is rahu so why rahu is called the bhoga karaka or the one who gets physical things manifest in vedic terms <coughs> ketu on the other hand is called moksha karaka or the one who doesn't want is not interested in anything material does not know who or she is has no sense of identity because it's just the body without the head on top of it so it just goes around the world through life not knowing who the person is not knowing what my identity is and it's kind of a fearful thing place for a person to visit even consciously even for the consciously aware people, this is kind of a difficult stretch. How does one go to a place where one does not know who he or she is, complete loss of identity, and still retain some form of groundedness? Because it's like going into a void. If you go into a void, you have no sense of identity, no sense of space, time, nothing. You're in nowhere, essentially. So that's the K2 space. Okay, so you one is full of the head energy one is full of the void energy these are two extremities these are two polarities i want you to understand this only in very simplistic terms one rahu is always neck above Ketu is always neck below so how do we neutralize this how do we come to a place where this can become a way in which we can recalibrate and come to a neutral point where we are not always obsessing or we are not even dissolved from everything else. I can offer you this much today. I can confirm to you that the place where your Rahu and Ketu will meet will be in the center of your chest, in the heart space, the high heart space, where the breastbone ends and the uh, the stomach begins, the upper portion of your abdomen begins so that point just beneath the breastbone is the high heart space if you sit silently close your eyes and go to that spot at the, just below your breastbone and focus there you can literally feel your rahu energy or whatever is going on in your head that whole energy ball of consciousness descending into that space the point below the breastbone try to keep it there mind will go on about mind chatter but you are taking that mind mental chatter energy and you are refocusing it and pushing it down into that space of heart the high heart that's where the physical plane and the mental plane meet that's where ketu and Rahu meet at the heart space Because what did this whole mythology of Rahu, Ketu and come about? And what are they here to teach? Everything is here to teach something. They are here to teach that you are not here to be obsessed about materialistic fulfillment of desires. Because what happens in Rahu houses, wherever Rahu is landing or north node of the moon is landing in your house, you'll be obsessed about that area, accomplishments in that area of life the opposite axis or side of the axis, you will be detached from that. It is neither of the two. The truth is neither of the two. You don't have to be obsessed about something. You need not have to be detached from the opposite aspect. Like they say, truth is always somewhere in between. The in-between point or the midpoint is heart center where it meets, because heart is the root of all desire. The essence of pure desire is where the heart is met and that is in the center of your chest. So if you sit down quietly, bring your attention to that point in the center of the, behind the, uh, where your breastbone ends and you bring that energy from the head as if it is traveling down through your neck and coming there, all the energy in the head. And... In as much time as possible, try to retain that energetic focus. You will find that your head goes blank and that is good. You will find that you have lesser and lesser crowding enough thoughts and that is good. You will find that you have gone into a void space where neither the body exists nor the mind exists. That's the space where these two meet because the place of pure desire or the high heart center, is where this entire universe is being dreamt from. This is the dreaming space of the heart. This is where every creation is dreamt from. So you're going into a place of essentially, in, in the absolute terms, you're going into the essence of pure desire. Pure desire does not need to have anything in materialistic form. Neither is it opposed to anything in materialistic form. So it is not detachment. It is not attachment either. It just wants to feel everything. The essence of pure desire is to feel for the sake of feeling. Remember we spoke of soul as a place of just come here to experience things. Not to take things. Not to possess things. Or not to have things materialize. And that's where you can bring the energies of Rahu and Ketu, whatever they might be in your chart, doesn't matter which way they are placed, everybody has one, so there is no judgment here, where you can bring that focal point to a place of, I wouldn't necessarily call it neutrality because it's a place of pure experience of desire. Desire is the essence of this creation that your heart came here because of desire. This entire universe is made of desire. It is composed of desire. But that desire is not for the sake of thinking that I want to possess something or thinking that I am not bothered about such and such a thing. These two places are not where the universe comes from. If you want to see that, you have to go to this high heart center. In your daily meditations, you can practice bringing your attention to that point behind the breastbone. Just where your abdomen starts and the breastbone ends in the center of your chest. Bring the energy down as if the energy is coming down from the head into that point and hold it there, keep practicing this, it's pretty easy, it's not tough, this does not require hours and hours of training, this doesn't, does not even require you to sit in funny positions or asanas or something, it's just you can do sitting anytime or even walking around, if you're going for a walk you can do this, bring the attention there and walk and see how it feels, it, feels, it will feel very different, you might not feel like human identity that you are you might not feel like the body that you are it will be neither first to neutralize Rahu and Ketu you need to come to that point of neutrality the point where you are neither the head, neither the body and that's pure desire that's where you meet the soul space as it is embodied so I'll leave you this much practice with this and see how it goes, I wish you luck be safe have a good day